A former soldier is worried that the fight to get Dominic Abelin's body repatriated could create complex diplomatic problems. Corporal Dominic Abelin died fighting Russian forces in Ukraine while on leave without pay from the New Zealand Army. Both the Defence Force and Prime Minister are unsure about where his body is now. Here's what Jacinda Ardern said when she was asked whether New Zealand has asked the Russian embassy for assistance. I can't speak to whether or not officials um, have or have not, but nor would we necessarily expect any support or assistance in that regard to war zone. And that war is against Russia. Former Lieutenant Colonel and lecturer at Massey University's Centre for Defence and Security Studies, Terry Johansson, understands it's highly likely that Russia has the body and getting it returned will not be easy. The status of Dominic being on leave without pay makes it very tricky. Certainly from my experience, um, I know when soldiers left, who had previously um, been under my command, had left and done private security work in um, Afghanistan and, and in Iraq, uh, I know when one of them was um, was killed over there, um, he, his body repatriation was done under the auspices of his own family and the and the um, and the company he was working for. There was no New Zealand Defence Force involvement, although he clearly had left the Defence Force at that time. Uh, what makes it difficult in in the Abilene case is that Dominic was on was still a member of the Defence Force, although. He was doing mercenary work of the same nature, um, fighting in Ukraine. So there's that sort of trickiness for the Defence Force and their obligation to repatriate his body back home. We've seen a lot of people that are close to this example saying we'll do everything that we can to get his body back. Is there actually a possibility or is it diplomatically going to be too troublesome? Well, you can understand why those close to him are saying that, you know, the emotions are high. But it's not going to be as straightforward as asking the Russians, do you have the body, can you return it to us so we can return his body back to New Zealand? Russia, as we've seen from every aspect of this of this sort of conflict, will try and get some political leverage out of that. They'll try and get a concession out of New Zealand in some way that serves their purposes. The Russians from the outset of the Ukrainian conflict, they've been practising this control of the information and the information warfare, as they sort of used to call it in the Cold War terms, but now they can do it more actively given the technology we have. Um, So it's not going to be a straightforward, honourable sort of agreement between Russia and New Zealand to return this body. The the Russians are going to try and exert some political capital in, in, in this position and try and and get New Zealand to give them something in return for them giving Dominic's body back. What kind of things could that look like? Uh, It could be asking them to remove their support to Ukraine in in the conflict, you know, the the logistics support that they're providing and the the training of the Ukrainian artillery members on the light guns in the UK. Um, Even though they're not, New Zealand's not directly in the combat zone, uh, in an official capacity, Russia could ask for that support to be withdrawn from uh, Ukraine and returned for Dominic Abelin's body to be handed over uh, if Russia has the body in possession. Could this be seen as kind of a propaganda win for Russia and use it as an example to other New Zealanders or, or other foreign fighters of this is what will happen to you if you fight for Ukraine? 
Absolutely. As I sort of alluded to earlier, they like to control the information. They like to, uh, and we see that with how they're controlling the information in their own state news, but they like to control the narrative around the futility of it. They like to control the narrative around what they're doing. Uh, for example, the Z symbol saying that that is part of a, a for-peace uh, mission, you know, which we know that it wasn't in, in, the, in the outset of the war. So they'll change their narrative and their story. So they, uh, it's entirely uh, plausible that they will seek to use Dominic Avalon's death to show the futility of these foreign fighters, particularly since there was an American killed at the same time. So, you know, they can really say, well, look, the Ukrainians are leaving you foreign fighters out to die, or you know, and, and they can use it in that sort of way. And Putin has, has been a master of this in the past, so there's no suggestion that he wouldn't use it um, in the future. And even in a, in, a, in a case like this, we know that propaganda is best uh, used when it's delivered to specific audiences, so they may even create a specific propaganda message for the New Zealand audience to discourage New Zealanders, but then as part of, as part of a broader message to foreign fighters for joining in this conflict. You know, you can totally understand why, why Dominic had the desire to go and do and follow what he thought was the right thing to do, what he what he felt was was the right thing to do. You know, increasingly frustrating to train in the military and think that you're not going to get to go and practice those skills that you've been training for. That was the case when I was in the military. When I first joined the military, we were just training. There weren't any large operations New Zealand was committing to. The company in Bosnia was just winding up, and then Timor hit, and then suddenly... We have 10 years of operations and a whole lot of experience. So the, the military that Dominic came into um, was an interesting one of these guys with a lot of experience telling their, their, their sharing their operational experiences, but he wasn't being given the opportunity to do that. So I can understand why he wanted to go over and test himself, um, test his training and, and, and prove that he had the ability that he had. So, um, yeah, it's just a shame that it, that it cost him his life in, in doing that That's the Centre for Defence and Security Studies, Terry Johansson.